paper. Hey, I, you taught me, Dan. L last May, my father had a seizure while we were swimming in the pool and almost drowned at a scout meeting with Dan. They life-flighted him to OSU, and he was in the ICU on a respirator. I was very scared and worried. The first day he was there, I went to school and was scared the first half of the day. At recess, I found a private place and prayed. And as I prayed, I felt God's presence, and suddenly I wasn't scared anymore. I prayed every night for my dad until he came home. God answered my prayers, and my father recovered quicker than they expected. And I'd like to thank you, Dan, for keeping her company while I was at school. That's good. Thank you. Probably not good for me to stand in one place. Uh, I come to talk to you this morning about three things. One's our faith. One's grief, and the other is angels. We've all suffered grief in some way or another. We've lost grandmothers, mothers, and fathers. I talk to my mother every day almost. I'm sure some of you do. But grief comes on us in different ways. Sometimes we can accept it. My mother was 96. I just smiled at her. But sometimes grief hits us hard and waylays us, knocks us clear down where we can't even think. Joyce isn't here today, but her and I went to Bible school together. We went to, uh, we went to Sunday school, belonged to the Methodist Youth Fellowship, went on hayrides, raised in the church. <laughs> My mom. I always thought I had a lot of faith. That's how we believe, is through faith. We have no proof that anything's true, but we have faith that it is. In 1989, I lost a boy to drowning. It wiped me out. I don't even remember what was going on at the time. I was lost. I had that faith, but I couldn't find it. I was at Wilson's. He was there in a the box. Didn't know why. Couldn't understand. Now the best part of grief. She walked in from the parking lot. I didn't know her. She walked through the door and walked right up to me. Put an envelope in my hand, which I realized later it had some money in it. She looked me straight in the face. Somehow I knew she was special. hope I can say the words that she said. She said, we don't know why these things happen, but God has a plan. 
It's not one we quite understand, but one we must accept. It was a, it was like a thermometer where you just knocked the bottom off of it and all the red fluid ran out. She was an angel. You believe whatever you want to believe. But God sent me an angel. You can't be an angel. I don't think. God got to send you. All these things she said to me, I already knew. But I couldn't find them. I don't know how you become an angel. I don't know if you'll ever be one. Sometimes when he closes the door, he opens a window for you, and the light will come in, <laughs> and it'll lift you up. And that's where we're going. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Dan and Christopher. And now we'll have Dave come down. Anybody else? Is there anyone else who would like to give a testimony today? It's kind of like an open mic day at the church. It's awesome, though. It's a great thing. You know, it really is great for our, our church. Testing. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm not uh, the type that likes to get in front of crowds at all. But my name is Dave McGinnis, and I am a sinner. I'm a Christian under construction, so to speak. Years ago, I grew up in the Nazarene Church in Bel Air got married in that same church, went to Sunday school, went to Bible school or vacation Bible school in the summers. And at one point in time, I thought I prayed, asked forgiveness, thought I was a Christian. But during that time, I grew up, reality set in, you want to be part of the crowd. You got depression, you got anxiety as a kid. And you start changing. You went from your Sunday school days to being the people that you see out on the street, the people who's cussing, the people that's drinking, taking the drugs. I did a little bit of ball. 
Then, uh, 1978, I got married, and uh, part of that stopped, but not all. And then uh, I was out Fort Lewis, Washington, and and uh, I was with the army there, and uh, we uh, I was in a crowd that uh, liked to drink, liked to do smoke dope and stuff, and I was in that crowd. My wife didn't care for it, so that only happened when when uh, she wasn't around. <laughs> and then uh, we come back to Bel Air, Ohio, back in 1980, and uh, here she uh, she went with her friend to a. Um, uh, some type of thing at uh, over the Civic Center, and she had uh, it was a, a revival, so to speak. I don't know who the pastor was, evangelist. She come home. She said, "I'm saved." She was like really, really. I mean, excited about it, and I don't know what hit me. Here I am, you know, that should be a good thing, but I put her down. I put her down. And then I realized that, who am I? Who am I to say that? So, over the years, I've gotten better, and I've, uh, I've been to the Presbyterian Church across the street that closed down a couple years back two, three years back. I was there for about 25 years. Then my mom talked me into coming over here, my sister and I both, and uh, been here ever since. During that time, there was a period of my time that I felt a lot of depression, anxiety. Um, I have a family history of Parkinson's on one side of the family and, and uh, Alzheimer's on the other side of the family. It's like I told my mother, Joy, I have something to look forward to. And uh, a couple years back, I, I took uh, an old ex-girlfriend of mine wanted me to, to start taking some supplements. So I, I got hooked up on some supplements. And I took this one thing for memory because I started having those uh, instances where you're in the middle of a sentence and you forget what to say. It's bound to happen right here, as a matter of fact. But I thought, boy, I need to start taking something. My mother always teased us because all of us boys needed, she says, I'm smarter and I'm still with it. She said, uh, but you boys, you're so forgetful. I think what we need to get some beverage in for you guys. So, anyways, I uh, I went ahead and started taking this herbal supplement called uh, ginkgo biloba. Had a side effect. One of my it interacted with one of my drugs, and I started getting some brain fog. I had some brain fog. I I couldn't hardly think straight. And in this time, I'm like thinking, am I starting to get Alzheimer's? Am I starting to get dementia? And I'm worried because I'm like, I just don't know if, if I was to die tomorrow, 
am I going to go to heaven? I did not know. And so, but I was smart enough to, I, I stopped my, that drug. In the meantime, I had already got an appointment with the doctor and, and uh, uh, he checked me out, MRI and everything, and everything was fine, just normal aging. And that was good. And then I started coming back. I started coming back and uh, my uh, brain started becoming more clear. But I had gone on vacation down in Florida to see my daughters. And um, I was really feeling like I was, my, my faith was decreasing by the moment. What little faith I still had. I was, I was looking for God. I was seeking. And out of the blue... I'm not sure if I had we had started coming to this church yet or not, but uh, the last day I was there, my son-in-law, he's a deacon to one of the Baptist church down there, and uh, I don't know if what happened if uh, I said something to my daughter and my daughter said something to him, or if the Holy Spirit spoke to him, which I believe happened, because the day before I left, he says, uh, don't plan nothing for today. Because tomorrow, or today, this evening, we're going to go out and have dinner. We're going to have a talk. Okay, sounds good. We got into our talk, and he started talking. Stuff that I've never told nobody. So I figured it was the Holy Spirit talking to him. That uplifted me. That gave me encouragement. Pastor Ian was preaching here, pastoring at the time, and uh, I had visited him on a couple occasions. I talked to Phil all the time, and Phil was the one who talked me into doing this because, like I said, I'm not the type to get in front of a crowd. And so, anyways, someone come up to me one time, and uh, recently, within the last year or so, and kind of asked me, how did you come from this point to this point so quick? Well, the Lord, the Lord uh, acts in mysterious ways, all I can say. I, uh, I started, there was something Pastor Ian's had said, and I thought I knew it. I always went by John 3:16. For whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. Well, I always thought that I was saved. But there was something Pastor Ian had said, and I don't know exactly what it was, but it just hit me like, that's what I've been missing all this time. All this time, for, for 50 plus years, I've been missing that one little piece where it made sense to me. I prayed, felt like a new man ever since. I have, uh, I haven't had a drink for over a year now. I don't really have no desire, but after this, it might be Miller time. (laughs) But, uh, 
I mean, uh, I, I, I've changed. I, every now and then I slip up, I'll, I'll say cuss word maybe, and I might get angry. My anxiety is pretty much gone. My depression is pretty much gone. And so I, uh, I was thinking, there's uh, people ask me, what encourages you? Well, I've gone, we got this Bible, this uh, men's fellowship group on Monday nights. We would love to have anyone who wants to participate, 5.30, 6.30. I don't believe it's, I don't think it's going to happen this Monday, but uh, we started out with a pretty good group of men. And it's steadily declined. It's down to like three or four of us on the average. And we've gone from talking uh, talking on one certain subject about uh, God or, or Jesus or whatever. But now it's gone down to pretty much what happened to you this week? Or if we have a... a a fear or we have something going on in our life that we want to talk about that we don't want to talk about to our our wives or our significant others or family so to speak um so that's our men's group now we we kind of like get together we kind of talk and and uh tell each other what's happened throughout our week and and uh, maybe even if we have a a problem that we don't know how to solve that we don't want to us men we're we're macho we don't want to ask our wives something that might be personal that we should be able to handle so we it's better just for us to go and uh, talk to other men that understand us Another thing that encourages me, who listens to K-Love Radio? I knew there was going to be at least one. Fulcrum Radio. Boy, there's no one there. Anyways, a friend of mine, Jenny, has a couple years back got us, got me involved in listening to K-Love Radio. That's all I listen to pretty much now. They have a thing on there. They say, uh, give us a try for 30 days. See if it changes your life. I guarantee you, if you listen to it, if you are seeking God, you will find him. There's a lot of encouraging words that uh, comes through the songs. One of which is um, new creation. Second Corinthians five, chapter five, verse seventeen. And it says this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. A new creation. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. 
That's what happened to me. Also, Philippians chapter 1, verse 5, 6. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on a day when Christ Jesus returns. We are all, once we come come Christians, we all uh, are meant to go out and and, uh, become his disciples, so to speak. Spread the word. Me and my, my job capacity as a nurse, I get to do that every so often. Uh, if someone is actually mentions the word God, I'm all over it. I'm all over it. If they are hurting and, and they say, why? I'm all over it. There's opportunities out there, not only for me, not only for... Uh, um, not only for me and my job, but everyday life. You could be at Kroger's and run into somebody and, and have that opportunity. Just have to listen for it, and, and when it comes on you, take it. Six months ago or so, I, I uh, six months, something like that, six months, eight months ago, there was a gentleman in our men's group, and I hesitate to say this, and I'll tell you why. There was a, someone in our men's group that uh, had posted something on Facebook, very depressed. You could, you could just tell it. You could just tell that he was very depressed. Almost sounded as if he wanted to end his life. And... So me and a couple other guys got on Facebook and said, no, no, don't believe that. That's the, that's, that's the evil one talking to you. You're good. There's people out there. We'll help you. So I had this dream. And, I, and uh, it spoke to me. Told me to put my hands on this guy and talk to him, pray over him. Now, this happened to me all the time. Well, several times already in the last couple of years. And so I go ahead and, and I come in. I was supposed to have a meeting with Pastor Phil before men's group. And here, Pastor Ian was talking to him. So I walked in and said, how you guys done? And we... Uh, Got that out of the way, and uh, I said, well, you're not going to believe this. So I said, I had a dream last night, and I and, uh, was told to put my hands on so-and-so and, and pray over top of them. And uh, I said, why me? <laughs> I'm still new to this. 
And uh, I'm not sure which one it was, either Pastor Ian or Phil. They said, well, are you going to do it? And I said, told Ian, I said, but you're the one who told me not to be disobedient. Whatever God says, you, you do it. So I said, I said, I'm hoping to do it. I might turn up, just like today. I'm not, I'm not like standing in front of a crowd, but I'm doing it. So I go ahead and, and uh, I said, well, plan is at the end of the, our session here, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and pull them aside. And, and uh, if I start doing this and, and I check it out, will you help me out? Phil said, yeah. So I grabbed him and, and I, I told him I had a dream and I told him what was going on. And I said, I said, why did you post that? He says, well, I just wanted to see if I would get any remarks. I'm not doing nothing. I'm fine. But he let us put our hands on him. We prayed over top of him. I prayed over top of him. I was so proud of myself. I became boastful. And, and you just don't do that. But I did. I, I was boastful. I come home. I told my son. I called my daughters down in Florida, both of them. I said, you're not going to believe this. I said, God spoke to me. I was just like full of it. Next day, I had gone out with a female friend of mine. And I also, maybe maybe this was probably, uh, I don't know if it was... Uh, if it was talking from God, or, or but I want, I was told to pray over her. Well, I had gone out drinking with her before, <laughs> and she, she, she said, no, no, that's not for me. Maybe another time. So, a couple of days later, where I was getting spoken to through dreams frequently. It stopped. I've not heard nothing for a while, but I still have the spirit within me. Going back to Caleb Radio, like I said, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, songs speak to me. God is in this story by Katie Nicole. Talks about your story's not over yet. It's not over yet. Talked about the Bible. Talks about the, the torn pages in the Bible. Your story is not over yet. If you're seeking, you find them, you will guaranteed start reading the Bible. You'll start trying to get your own encouragement. God is in this story. God is in the details. Even in the broken parts, he holds my heart. He never fails. When I'm at my weakest, I will trust in Jesus. Always in the highs and lows, the one who goes before me, God is in the story. That little paragraph there says it all. Just like that, uh, I'm a new creation by Toby Mac. It, it, it just speaks to you.
one very first one that uh, came to me on uh, very first song that really reached and uh, uplifted me was Me On Your Mind by Matthew West. And I'm just going to read some excerpts out of it. But it talks about uh, how you've been reading the words in red. In the Bible, the words in red is words that's spoken by God, Jesus. How you leave the 99 to find the one missing feels like that was written with me on your mind. The prodigal son who, who ran, leaving his home behind, the part where the father came running to meet him, did you say that with me on your mind? Who am I that the king of the world would give one single thought about my broken heart? Who am I that the God of all grace wipes the tears from my face and says, come as you are? You paid the price, you took the cross, you gave your life, and you did it all with me on your mind. Basically, this, this song is basically saying, in correlation with Jesus died for our sins. He went to that cross. He died for our sins. But with that in mind, do you ever think that when we think that he died for all of our sins, but now take that in another way of thinking and say, he died for my sins. He picked me out and he died for my sins. Put the whole new, whole new thing on that 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 saying right there. I'm gonna leave you with this. Uh, let's see. I want to leave with you with this, and I'm going to actually read the whole thing of it. This is by Ann Wilson, called My Jesus. And this would speak to, if you get a chance to listen to this on the radio. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling Cause shame done all it's stealing, and you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way, rises up from an empty grave, ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong, and his grace is free. And the good news is, I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Who can wipe away the tears from the broken dreams and wasted years and tell the past to disappear? Oh, let me tell you about my Jesus. And all the wrong turns that you would get would Go and undo if you could. Who can work it all for your good? Let me tell you about my Jesus.
he makes a way where there ain't no way, rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is, I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let me let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Who would take my cross to Calvary, paid the price for all my guilty? Who would care that much about me? Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way, rises up from an empty grave, ain't no sinner that he can't save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. That's all I have. Thank you all. All right, thank you.